Welcome back to another episode of The Mac Rumor Show. Today we have a very special guest. He is the founder and editor-in-chief of Mac Stories, Federico Vitici. Hopefully I didn't botch your name. I said it correctly, as you know, otherwise I'd be an ashamed Italian myself over here. <laughs> How's it going, man? That was perfect, by the way. Perfect okay, cool. pronunciation. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Hey, guys, thank you. It's fun to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So uh, iPads, I mean, mm. you're, this is right up your alley. That's why we brought you on. We've got new iPads. We've got iPad OS, uh, iPad OS mm. 16. So Hartley, I know you've got a lot to talk about with iPad OS 16. Let's start yes. there. And what would you like to ask our special guest about iPad OS 16? I could take a guess on what you're going to say, huh? Well, I think the elephant in the room with iPadOS is obviously Stage Manager. So that's got to be the, the best place to start. And I think it is the, the feature that people were most intrigued by anyway after WWDC earlier this year. Um, and before we, we tear into it, as I think we inevitably will, um, I think we should maybe focus on what Stage Manager does well, because I think it definitely does do some things well. I'm, I'm personally at least conceptually interested in what is imagined behind Stage Manager. So Federico, what, what do you think Stage Manager does well, I guess, to start? Yeah, well, obviously it's a very complex topic, right? And anytime you bring up multi-windowing uh, and, and, and a multitasking environment, it's very hard to define like a single method to do windowing. That's why on Mac OS, you know, and on Windows, I mean, you take a look at those desktop OSs, you have multiple ways to manage your windows because it's, it's the kind of topic where it's very hard to, as this kind of visual metaphor, to find the one solution that works for everybody. And so I think what Stage Manager does well, and when, and when it works, it's really quite nice, I think, is you know just having four apps open at the same time um you know having the going beyond those limitations of, of split view and slide over um and to have this workspace where you can have safari and, and google docs and and you know uh, messages and music all open at the same time and it's very reminiscent of a desktop os but you're still using a tablet when that clicks i think and, and i've had multiple of those moments over the past uh, few months I think that's really nice. And I think what also does, what, what Stage Manager does nicely, I think, is it's very much optimized for one side of the iPad market, which is the people who maybe want to have more apps open, open at the same time, but also don't want to manage them. Now, my problem... My, my, my concern here is that I don't know exactly how big this market is. Like, what's the overlap between, like, if you were to imagine a Venn diagram, uh, how would you place, like, people who want to have multiple windows and people who want to have multiple windows without managing them? Like, I'm not sure exactly how big this market can be. But if you're in that camp, like, yes, I want to have more apps open, but I couldn't care less about managing them, then great. Stage Manager probably does the job for you, right? Because it... it, it it has these presets for window sizes. Uh, it sort of adjusts the placement of windows for you. Um, it takes care, like it removes a lot of friction from the experience. And that, if you like it, then I guess it's nice. And, and it does the job pretty well. And lastly, I would say uh, there is something to the idea of having multiple workspaces, right? And, and having a preview of those wor workspaces right there in the strip, uh, which is, you know, there's a whole conversation to be had there about the design and, and 
and the functionality of the strip. But the core idea, I think, is sound in terms of showing you a preview of, of all your spaces, right? Uh, workspaces, which is where the similar functionality on macOS spaces kind of falls short because it, it's hidden by default. And so it, usually if, you're, if it's out of sight, out of mind, that's one of the biggest downsides of spaces on the Mac. You don't see them. You need to go look for them. And the strip, in theory, is always visible. So that, I think, is what Stage Manager probably does well. Uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I would say maybe that's, <laughs> maybe. Uh, that's kind of a mess if that's the only thing it does well because yeah. uh, I feel like the list of problems are going to be too long, but we might as well dive into it. Um, unless, Hartley, you have any other comments you want to say about what it does well, because I, I fully agree with what Federico said. I think that that is its strengths, and I do think it has gotten a lot better, definitely, since the betas. I think we should definitely uh, express that it was a mess from the first beta on, and that's what betas are for. They're used to you know, to experiment and have the public try out and figure out what other bugs uh, might be out there in everyday use. Um, Hartley, do you have any concerns or i mean i'm sorry not concerns but do you have any other comments about how you feel with stage manager in the in the good sense of things well what's interesting to me is that stage manager is not just the experience that you get for stage manager on the mac it is imagined in a ipad specific way where almost the whole other experience of ipad os is this very opinionated um very minimalist experience to what you get with the mac and so i really like the idea of reimagining um, a windowing multitasking experience in that way. I even actually quite like the system of rails um, to manage the windows. I, I, I find that quite satisfying, the way that everything just easily snaps to a, a size mm -hmm. and it's not giving you that level of pixel precision because if I'm using my iPad, I do want that slightly more minimalist um, and easy experience. And I guess that's the uh, the trade-off that Apple has had to, to come up with. So. That's what I, I like about it in theory. I think for me, that's where it is with Stage Manager at the moment. I like the idea of it more than I actually like using it. Mm. All right. That, that's, that's a great point, I think. Like what you just mentioned about, like, I actually like in theory the idea of having these rails for placing windows. And I think what where the biggest problem lies maybe is that it would have been nice to have options, right? Uh, because like I said before, it's very, it's very hard to, to define one method to do windowing, right? Uh, especially when, when the iPad user base is so diverse at the moment, you have people like me, I used to use a Mac and then I prefer to switch over to the iPad. And then you have new users. You have users who may be familiar with some traditional computing features like windowing. You have people who are not familiar with them. And so I think the problem with Stage Manager is that it tries Basically, it's like Apple wanted to have it both ways, essentially, which is we want to keep the iPad's sort of single window approach. Uh, that's why when you, uh, you know, stage manager on the iPad defaults to uh, opening a, an application in a single workspace every time. Uh, but at the same time, you want to have windowing. And we want to have windowing, but without the same features of macOS. So this sort of hybrid in trying to always be in the middle of the iPad way and the Mac way, I think the risk is that you're not gonna please anybody because in trying to you know have it both ways, uh, new user new users are 
you know, potentially going to be confused regardless. And more advanced users are going to say, well, but what about this option? What about this other option? I would like to do this, and I cannot. So it's very hard to, when you make something that is a hybrid, you got to make sure that you, you, you absolutely nail the implementation of both aspects, right, of what you're trying to mix. And that's where maybe Stage Manager has a lot of problems at the moment. And I think that is where, where Stage Manager goes next is interesting because I don't think Apple is going to be able to maintain this um, this quite shaky balance they've got going on at the moment. I think at some point they're going to have to come down one way or the other. Um, I'm sure by the time we get to iPadOS 17, Stage Manager will look quite different um, in one way or another. I'm sure this is a discussion that's going on right now and Apple is trying mm -hmm. to work out exactly um, what direction this goes in. Um, but you've written quite a lot about um, some of the specific issues and some of the specific suggestions that you've had for um, how Stage Manager could really be improved and stabilized beyond the, the obvious bugs um, that are still pretty persistent through using it. So mm -hmm. what, what are the, the most sort of uh, the, the sort of biggest uh, solutions you think you would encourage Apple to to change? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, the you know the bugs have to be fixed, right? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that that just just feels obvious. Like you gotta make sure that the the all those visual glitches and you know apps uh, resetting their layouts, like all that stuff needs to be fixed. And it's a shame that it shipped like this in the in the first version of iPadOS. Um, but I think bro like big picture, um, li like I was saying a few minutes ago, there's this tension between wanting to offer more functionality, but kind of simplify that functionality for a broader public. And I think where I would like to see Apple go next is create a good set of defaults. And I wouldn't mind actually having Stage Manager default to you know the window uh, snapping like on Rails, like that's fine, make it the default option. But I think where it needs to go next is, let me configure the behavior of Stage Manager. Like, if I'm the kind of user who knows what I'm doing and I want to get work done on my iPad Pro, I wouldn't mind, you know, saying, Stage Manager, let me place my windows manually. Let me have pixel precision myself. Because it, we know that it's technically possible, right? Uh, pixel preci precision is in there right now in Stage Manager. It's just it, it, having that pixel precision requires to have a window big enough in the background. Like there's a bunch of conditions there that just give me a setting. And same goes for like opening windows in a new workspace. I know that uh, Federighi said at WWDC at the talk show, I believe that sort of the approach that the, the approach that they followed was we didn't want to follow the macOS model of whenever you click an icon, a new window pops up and it sort of piles on your desktop. And they, they wanted to sort of move beyond that and say, what if we follow the iPad model, which is when you open an icon, when you open an app and you tap on the icon, by default, it creates a window just for itself. And that's fine. I understand that idea. But again, as a, as a pro user, I think there should be ways for me to override this behavior. Like, I think the, the, the single biggest frustration that I have with Stage Manager right now is what uh, <laughs> I've been calling it the, the Stage Manager Dance. Um, my friend John at, at Mac Stories actually came up with it. Like the idea of when you open an app in Stage Manager, you switch to a separate workspace. 
and then you gotta return to the previous workspace and then you gotta drag in the app that opened in a separate thing like right. that whole that whole back and forth like there should be ways to to avoid that right if if i know what i'm doing i think that needs to change um and i like I'm trying to remember what I actually wrote in the story, uh, but I feel like keyboard shortcuts, right? Keyboard shortcuts and and yes. the kind of things that th there are no keyboard shortcuts for for stage manager at the moment. Yes, there's no sh yeah, right. That's what I, I was mean, just especially about to on say. Mac OS. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. I was about to ask because you know I haven't um, gone into it as far as you guys probably have. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I complain about from the onset is I would like a, I don't want to go into Control Center to turn this on. Why is there not like a, you know, shift command yeah. S for stage manager or whatever to to uh, first off, turn it on and then be able to have different shortcuts within the actual function so that I can, you know, easily switch between these things. But, yeah. you know, I'll, yeah, absolutely. I'll leave it for another day. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think there should be keyboard integration there. There should be shortcuts integration. Like there should be actions to enable disable stage manager or, I don't know, adding a window to a workspace or, uh, yeah. I mean, on the Mac you have, on the Mac you have those shortcuts integrations for um, finding windows, resizing windows. And those do not exist on iPadOS whatsoever. Like there, there have been no multitasking actions in shortcuts on iPad this year at all. It uh, and I guess that's probably coming, but it's just weird that it's hmm. not like a priority from the start, you know? Right, right. I agree. And and I, I, so I think short term, I mean, obviously we're gonna we're looking at iPadOS 16.2 um, restoring that external display support, so that's coming back. Um, but I think within the iPadOS 16 cycle. I'm afraid that there's only so much that Apple can do for the very foundation of Stage Manager. Um, which is maybe a, a bigger topic that we can talk about, but I think within the cycle of 16, I think Apple can realistically maybe add options. As we were saying before, like let me choose uh, the, 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 the window um, placement behavior. Let me choose um, what happens when I click on an icon. Maybe let me have keyboard shortcuts, as you were saying, uh, you know, let me have shortcuts actions, like all those refinements can happen i think before 17 but the bigger problem is when comparing stage manager between iPadOS and macOS there's a fundamental difference is that on macOS developers when they when they build an app on the mac they know that their app is going to run in a window and there's a, a series of tools uh, that they can use to optimize their apps for uh, a windowing environment um, this may not be obvious because we're so used to it, but for example, on the Mac, when you open your calendar and you click on an event, uh, the little window, the, the little pop-up for, for the event, on the Mac, that pop-up can be placed outside of the bounds of the window. So let's say that you have an event on Sunday, right? And that's all the way to, usually that's on the right side of the screen, at least for me, because that's the, uh, in Europe, you use Sunday as the last day of the week, not the first one. Yeah. I know that some yes. folks in America do that. Um, but let's say that you click on an event on the right side of the window and the pop-up, you know, wants to, well, appear outside of the calendar window. That can happen on, on a Mac because developer can, developers can, can sort of place these interface elements outside of Windows because they have a proper developer framework for it. And on iPadOS, 
right now in 16, apps have no idea that they are running in stage manager. Um, and it's sort of like windowing happens to an app on the iPad. It's not something that they know. Developers have no idea. Hey, am I running in split view or am I running in stage manager? They don't know because stage manager is just a mode that Apple added this year. Um, and so I think the, the, the big question is by iPadOS 17 next year, will there be a proper stage manager API for developers, like a real windowing API? And you can see these limitations everywhere. Um, when you resize apps and their layouts get a bit funny on iPad, um, pop-ups that get super small, all that kind of stuff happens because windowing is fundamentally different between macOS and iPadOS. On iPadOS, it was just added as an override. Developers, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do to say, let me change this design or this feature if I'm in full screen or if I'm stage manager. They have no idea. So, but that obviously that, that's the kind of stuff that cannot just be added <laughs> in iPadOS 16. It requires a major, major revamp of the whole thing. And maybe it'll happen next year, maybe two years from now. We'll see. Um, what about external display support? Because mm. that was something that, you know, a lot of people were incredibly excited for because, I mean, before we were just limited to a larger version of what you see on your iPad. You couldn't close your iPad. You couldn't have a proper way to actually use two displays at once, basically. Um, if you just wanted a larger version, cool. And there was the whole letterboxing thing. It was a mess. Now, in theory, we have a much better way, but I say in theory because, well, that was also a mess. And they actually removed, Apple actually removed this functionality for a long time. And then recently, it was just brought back in the latest beta. So have you had a chance to try it out before and then now after it's been reintroduced? Yes, yes. Um, I was using it before, and I just tested it again in the latest beta. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's still a bit. It's still very buggy <laughs> in the in this first beta. Um, we're basically picking up where we left off. I think in okay. in August, uh, which is when it was removed. Uh, I posted a screenshot on Twitter within the, the three minutes of using it. Uh, I got this window and, 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 and the whole window turned black uh, when I was using the external displays. I'm like, yeah, it's still very, very glitchy and, and problematic, let's say. But I think obviously that's the kind of feature that is going to make a lot like it's going to explain stage manager to a lot of people like i know that a lot of folks were looking forward to stage manager because of the external display integration uh, because finally you can say well this ipad i think something that we should keep an eye on that will probably happen is a lot of people will say let me keep the ipad in regular split view and slide over but just use stage manager on the external display I think a lot of people are going to be interested in doing that because on the iPad, you know, small screen, maybe split view is more is more optimal. But then you can say on the external display, you know, I got a 21, 24, I got a 32 inch monitor, whatever, four windows at the same time. It makes sense of that kind of display. So having this mixed behavior, split view, full screen, you know, the old way on the iPad, but stage manager on the external display. That's going to be interesting to follow, but they got to get, you know, they got to make sure that they, 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 
that the performance is there, that this feature is polished, uh, that, that it works well, that it doesn't crash. And uh, obviously it's gonna be fascinating to see. We don't know how long this beta cycle is gonna be for 16.2, but I think it's safe, it's safe to assume that it's coming out before the end of the year, Apple said so. Um, so probably looking at November to early December, I, I guess. I think for me, um, thinking about uh, these sort of, whether it, you think of it as sort of iPadOS classic and then this sort of new way of imagining um, stage manager. One thing I, I really hope Apple does is not just imagine these as two separate um, ways to use the iPad because I think that one of the issues that the iPad has suffered with for many years, at least for sort of average users, is the um, the complexity of gestures with multitasking. I think um, slide over has always been one of those features that people accidentally yeah. summon um, unintentionally. They don't understand the amount of what's calls there, I get. Why. The amount of calls I get from my dad <laughs> trying to say, "What happened? And how did you? How do I get out of this?" And I don't know how to explain it to him. I have no idea. I just like I'm like wait I'll be over in a couple minutes and I'll help you but like I have no idea how to explain to a person who doesn't know what's going on how to get out of that but go ahead go ahead Hartley sorry <laughs> yeah so it's, it's, it, that's exactly the issue um, and it's because that method of multitasking requires quite a nuanced understanding of how to interact with touch interfaces with just exactly how long you're meant to touch in a certain area of the display um, it's a hard thing to explain. Um, and I, I just hope that that also is iterated on as well, because um, just giving us a new multitasking experience doesn't necessarily resolve some of the pre-existing issues um, uh, with that multitasking system and just making it easy to use for a significant portion of iPad users, which is people that want a simpler computing experience overall. So not only do I think that Stage Manager needs to be integrated with that more classic iPad experience, I think it needs to go further. You think of the multiple different ways of interacting with Windows on the Mac now, and people complain that they're all sort of tacked on and they've come around at different times, but they still play together really nicely. Spaces, Stage Manager, um, Launchpad, these sorts of... Um, uh, these sorts of different ways of understanding apps, I think they do marry together relatively well. And that's one thing for me that I would like to see happen with Stage Manager, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point because like on other, on other desktop OSs, Mac OS and Windows, you're not necessarily switching between modes. Like you're not explicitly saying, let me press a button so that I can go from simple operating system to you know, a complex operating system. Like they all coexist. Maybe, the, you know, there's a, that's a different kind of complexity, but you don't have to say, oh, let me literally flip a switch to make sure that I exit the simplified mode and I enter stage manager. And so I think the, another thing to keep an eye, another question to, you know, that, that I want to see the, what Apple does on that front is in iPad 17, is there a chance to sort of have a unification of all these models, right? Where you can have a split view um, in stage manager mode. Like you don't, you no longer need to flip a switch and say, let me exit or enter this mode. It just, it, it kind of all coexists in the same place. So you can imagine, for example, you know, full screen becoming what we're used to, to have two apps at the same time. That's a split view. And then if you want to have window in like, 
I think there's real potential there to to simplify things while at the same time giving users more flexibility. Uh, and that's maybe, I'm curious to know why I think Apple really wanted to, to get Stage Manager out on the iPad this year. Um, Obviously, there's the you know maybe they thought it was ready and they were not anticipating all the you know all these discussions that we've been having and all these technical problems. Um, it didn't help that during the summer they changed their minds, right? On on Stage Manager, you know now it also works on older iPads. Um, right. So I'm sure that really uh, th that that reversal threw a wrench in in their plans. But like I'm. They, they were pretty adamant in terms of, no, it needs to come out this year and at the cost of delaying external display support, but it needs to come out. And I don't know, maybe there's a story that, that will make more sense in the spring. Maybe there's going to be an announcement of, of a new iPad of some kind that is bigger. And, you know, and now you're going to see that iPad and be like, oh, I get it now. Stage Manager makes a lot, a lot of sense on that screen. And maybe that, that's one theory. Otherwise, maybe they just wanted to get it out this year, polish it in public, basically test it in public for, for a full year before iPadOS 17. That's another theory. Or maybe, you know, it's just what it is. They, they wanted to have this feature out. They're not going to touch it for the next couple of years. And we're going to be left here talking about it and eventually getting used to it and losing hope. That's also another possibility. And there are precedents for it. I mean, Apple is well known for introducing iPadOS features, leaving them untouched for a couple of years, and then revising them after a couple of years. So we'll see. I, I hope this is not the case, but could happen. So I think we, we could probably spend an entire episode on just kind of crushing Stage Manager. But there are a couple of other things I do want to ask you about. So before I do that, does anyone else want to get out a final thought on uh, on Stage Manager? One thing I want to say is that I understand, and I know that there's a lot of people who are actually saying right now, but I like Stage Manager, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that I that I just I want to highlight the fact that I would be so happy to use Stage Manager without issues, like if. I really want to use this. I really want to like this. I really yeah. want to use my iPad with multiple windows all the time. Like, uh, I think a lot of people were under the assumption that I was going to, you know, quote unquote, hate Stage Manager. That's not the case. I think you can like an idea, but still criticize the implementation of it. Right. And that's my position right now. Yes. I, I don't think any of us actually hate or dislike the idea or even maybe the the product as it is right now. You just want it to be better, and that's understandable yeah. from a from a trillion dollar company like Apple. You just yeah. <laughs> you just expect better, you know. Um, and yeah. and really, I part of my theory on why Stage Manager is you know was pushed out. Well, look at the rest of the update. There's really mm. there's really not mm. a lot there, and that's kind of what I wanted to go through. We could kind of go through rapid fire here. I mean, what else is really iPad specific? The freeform map. Which we just got a you know a full taste on. That's not really iPad specific. Eventually, it's going to make its way to the Mac. I'm I'm guessing. Uh, they they did say that, right? Um, so that's going to make yeah, its way. Yeah. That makes you can the, use it. Yeah, yeah you can that makes use the most sense. Mac, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't it's, know about it's iPhone. on the iPad, right? With, right. with Apple Pencil support, it's yeah. it's really meant to be used on the iPad, right? 
Right. But I, I imagine on the Mac, people can obviously make edits and do the FaceTime calls and all yeah. of that. I don't know if it'll make its way to the iPhone, but, you know, who knows? Um, but that we have Freeform and then and really like Display Zoom and reference modes. Not a lot of average people are going to be using that. I mean, Display Zoom, I, well, let's ask you, did you switch between them and find anything that you liked that wasn't the default setting? I mean, it, it's nice when 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 you go from the default view to the more space view. Yeah. Um, if you have, I mean, obviously I wear eyeglasses, so you know, right. if you have good eyesight, I mean, it's gonna make everything smaller, right? You're gonna get smaller text, smaller everything, just like on a Mac. When 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 you say more space, it makes yeah. everything a bit more compact, but you can fit more stuff on screen. So that's nice, but I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's a arguably minor feature to have yeah, display right. scaling you know it, it doesn't exactly make an os yeah in, in reference mode i mean I've, even I, I still have no idea what it is right well <laughs> i mean even as a video editor i mean i don't make i do some things outside of youtube but even for those things it just doesn't make sense for me to use all the time so i'm not gonna do that either but it's nice to have. I can understand. You know, it's, these are features for people, you know, who might need it. Nice to have. I'm happy for them. But the rest of the stuff is, you know, iOS updates. We have the mail app, you know, features, the messages. We have a weather app. That's cool, I guess. A lot of people have been wanting mm -hmm. that. Still no calculator. Uh, but, you know, mm -hmm. you can download one. Um, so what, what are your thoughts about the rest of the – is there anything that you want to highlight that you really enjoyed? <sighs> I mean, it's it's a super minor thing, but I will say um, maybe a couple. Um, one that I like is the new customizable toolbars. Uh, that's okay. a, the kind of feature that you you've had mm -hmm. that on the Mac for ages, right? Um, in in every app on the Mac, you can right click and say customize toolbar, and you drag in the icons and the buttons that you want. You can do it in Mail, in Safari, like it's a, a staple of of Mac OS. Now you have that on iPadOS, um, well, that's cool. You you know, incompatible apps, uh, you, reminders, for example. You can go in and say, let me customize the toolbar. Uh, I don't want to have this button. I want to have something else. And developers can use it, so that's cool. Uh, there are some updates to files, like um, you can finally rename a file and change the extension. I mean, you know, it's they've done all this very small desktop class enhancements, they, they call them, um, which are super minor things that very few people are going to appreciate. But then again, really the iPadOS 16 story, once you remove stage manager from it, it kind of feels like iPadOS 15, you know, part two, essentially. Like right. it's a grab bag of, of a bunch of stuff that some of them are a long time coming, like all these... Yeah, in the contacts app, you can now manage your groups like <laughs> 10 years after the iPad was announced. Like, um, it's a bunch of stuff that was meant to be here years ago. They collected it all up in iPadOS 16, but really the feature is stage manager, which is why I think everybody you know, has been talking about it this summer because it's not like on, on iOS where you, know, you have... A bunch of things like in the camera, in photos, uh, and you have the lock screen. Like, there's a lot to talk about there. Here, there's one feature to talk about, and a bunch of miscellaneous updates. You know, it's so yeah. There's there's really not a lot. 
Have you had a chance to mess around with Freeform, either of you? Hartley, have you had a chance to mess around mm. with Freeform? No, I haven't. I watched your video, though, which was interesting to see it actually. Because <laughs> what I'm trying to get my head around with Freeform is just what makes it different to the Notes app. And I understand the, the, the focus on a sort of whiteboard-like experience, but just trying to work out where that fits in if you're not using it specifically for collaboration um, is a little bit of a, a question for me. I don't know if I just don't quite get it, but that's what interests me at least. Yeah. Yeah, I've used it, a, I've used it a, a little bit. I think Apple pitched it as a, as a collaboration app, um, right? This sort of shared whiteboard and you can have FaceTime calls, um, which I understand. I think there's going to be, there's potential for sort of a single uh, user, um, you know, uh, use cases as well. Uh, basically, what they have made is like uh, a mind mapping utility, yep. like an infinite canvas. Where, yep. and I think, it, and I think it makes a lot of sense for people who are visual thinkers. Like uh, me personally, I prefer to use notes. Right, I just have a, mm -hmm. a text document, and you know, have an outline, drag in an image, maybe a link, and that's it. Like because I deal with text. But I understand that there's a ton of folks out there who just need to have like this the sort of the the visual like structure. So you can have like things on the left are your ideas for today, and then you can plan the rest of the week, you know, in this infinite canvas. Um, and obviously, I think it also makes a lot of sense for people who are really into the Apple Pencil. As, like, like you were saying before, like especially on the iPad, where you have the Apple Pencil integration, I think it makes a lot of sense there. Um, and if anything, I think what Freeform does well in this first beta um, is it's kind of like this mix of an iWork app and Notes, right? Uh, you can you can see the the DNA of both products in there, like both the iWork sort of um, the, how it syncs documents, uh, the kind of gestures that you have, but also the notes DNA in terms of like, yeah, you can draw, you can write, you can, you can type, you can drag in photos, you can do whatever. So you have a mix of both. Um, and I think it does, it works really well, especially on the iPad and the Mac, because it's a really good showcase of, of drag and drop. Like you can pick up all kinds of things you like, and you can drop in there. So whether it's a Safari web page, some text, an email message, a photo, a video, like it's a really nice way to test the limits of drag and drop. Um, I think it'll be well received. I mean, in initial feedback has been, seems positive so far. So I think it'll be definitely more popular than clips, I guess. Uh -huh. uh, so, that, you know, not a, not a high bar, but, but I think it'll be quite popular. I would love to grab one of my reminders and and drag it over to Freeform and have it still be like an actual reminder. Like imagine having a reminder that also is linked in Freeform. Mm. And when you check it off from Freeform, like it's a live reference to the reminder. Um, that's probably the kind of stuff that will happen in the future, not right now. Uh, I don't know how, how I'm going to use Freeform. I think... There's gonna be, I can imagine like in a shared environment and probably that's why Apple announced it that way. 
like sh uh, you know sharing like ideas with our web designer you know like uh, pr quick prototypes and and sketches and you know and, and you can have sort of mixed media in the same board so like yeah let me have a quick drawing for you but also a link but also some text um the kind of stuff that maybe you could you could have done with notes before but here you have more freedom because of the infinite canvas so i can imagine that i'm probably going to use it like that no, I think that's that's really interesting. Um, I think that this is something that Apple could definitely get better at is understanding their different productivity apps. I'm hesitant to call some of Apple's productivity apps productivity apps when you compare them to some of the third-party offerings. But imagining those um, more as an overall package that should integrate a little more with each other. Um, it would be really nice mm -hmm. to see even just reminders playing more nicely with notes um, I mean, Apple started yeah. to lean a little bit more into rich links, and it's it's easy to mm. see how that fits in with Freeform. But they need to go further with that. I mean, I know you've you've uh, been very interested in using bidirectional links in Notes, which is really a, yeah. a very idea and something I really love as someone that's coming from Obsidian as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, they need to go further with thinking about how power users actually use these things because. Um, some of these apps are powerful. Um, and what is more powerful than these things being the default on your devices? Um, but the people that do use this sort of thing need it to be realized together, I think. That's that's my takeaway from Freeform. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And especially, you know, the, the, the thing you said about notes and, you know, having those bi-directional links, like that's the kind of feature that has really taken off in this modern generation of note-taking apps. Um, that whole market, I think, it kind of feels like it happened because of the pandemic, right? In in the in, in, with the lockdowns and everything, it feels like because we all spend so much time at home. I guess we all reorganized our notes, and I don't think it's a, coinc a coincidence that in the past two years we've seen Obsidian, uh, Notion absolutely take off, um, Craft, Rome, like all these modern tools for note taking, and it kind of feels like I was kind of hoping that Apple would, would, would observe what was happening in that space. Um, and maybe in iOS 16, come up with a simplified version of some of those ideas um, in notes. Usually that's what they do, right? They, they take something that is popular and established and they simplify it for the masses, right? For, for the millions, billions of people who are going to use their products. That didn't happen with note-taking. And I hope it's something that they keep an eye on because it, I mean, you can see Notion absolutely like taking over the market in, in, in collaboration in teams, at schools, so in education uh, context, like it's incredible what the Notion team has done there. Now, I'm not saying that notes should become Notion. That's a terrible idea. But maybe some of the key features of this modern generation of notes apps, they should maybe find their way to 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 Apple's own notes app as well. So here's what I was kind of thinking about Freeform. And sorry for those mm. of you who are watching and I just kind of disappeared. I've been having some mic issues, but I think I sound better. Um, yes, you do. Okay, okay, good. So while you guys were talking about that, my apologies if you've mentioned this because I, I had to fix the microphone. But what I was thinking with, with Notion, because you brought it up, um, notes should not be that. But I feel like Freeform could be just a little bit like that if it integrated the other apps and things that we talked about with like notes and reminders. And you can make kind of like your own little canvas of ways to like 
you know, dive into something further. Like you have it sectioned off and how people use Notion and then they click on, you know, a table of something and they can dive into the notes app of where you've writ, you know, written out your script or your story, you know, for us who, who do those kinds of things. And then, um, you know, you can kind of dive into your reminders and kind of back up, back up and go back to the base level of your board. Like that's kind of what I could see happening. It doesn't need to be as feature rich, but I mean, you could do it. Yeah, I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah, and I think maybe, like I would imagine that that Apple takes a look at you know what the, all these dashboards that that people build for for themselves in Notion, as you mentioned, like these tables, and you drill down, and you have your you have your to dos, and you have your notes, and you have your homework, or you have your meeting notes and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you gotta imagine that Apple looks at this and and, and they're like, hmm, well, our home screen is your dashboard and you can have widgets on, on the, that's your, like, if I were Apple, obviously they're, they're taking a look at this and they're like, well, we're going to take the native approach. Like we, we don't like to build web apps. We like to build native apps. And our answer to that is the home screen and widgets. And that's, that, that's an idea, right? Uh, but that also means that you got to make sure that your widgets are vastly more flexible than they are right now. Right. The, the reason why people like Notion, um, kids like Notion, like that's it's incredible to see, like, uh, you know, teenagers in high school using Notion. Right. Uh, and I think one of the reasons they like it is the customization, but just th- how much time it can save you when taking a note or checking off to do, uh, you know, browsing all this kind of material that you may have for homework or for research. Um, and widgets, in the meantime, on iPadOS and iOS are still non-interactive, uh, right? I mean, you tap on a widget, you always leave the home screen and you're taken somewhere else. Um, that's another, like, interactivity is another feature that I think a lot of us were expecting at WWDC this year, and it didn't happen. And it, so you end up in this funny situation where the same company is making a widget on Android the Apple Music one that lets you, for example, control music playback from the home screen because it's interactive. And on iOS, it's not. <laughs> it takes you to the music app. And I think that's kind of funny. So I guess we're kind of moving into sort of wish list features for iPadOS 17. Um, and I actually think that you've touched there on Federico on one of the things that for me is something I would really like to see, which is the home screen being addressed. Because the home screen on iPadOS has always felt a little bit silly on uh, the 12.9-inch iPad, at least in my opinion. And it's been better since we've been able to use these really big widgets that are iPad-specific and can make the home screen feel a little bit more purposeful. But I'm still not convinced that an iPhone-like approach of just a grid of apps um, is useful. And I think with Stage Manager as well, um, I think there is a direction to go now providing something like I don't know, the app library all at the bottom of the screen or um, uh, a slightly narrower area to, to jump into apps, widgets at the top, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a UI designer, but I, can, I think that that is something that is so key to the iPad experience that is the next thing that is waiting to be done. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think like at the moment, what we have on the iPad is a, is a glorified iPhone home screen. It's, it's that, but bigger. And I think it would be such a wasted opportunity 
not to do anything on that front. So as you mentioned, like maybe the app library can become part of it. Maybe, you know, the, the, I think the home screen should become more integrated with, with Stage Manager, for example. Like right now you open Stage Manager, all it does is it blurs your home screen. <laughs> you actually, you don't even see it. Um, and it seems like waste not to have, uh, for example, files and documents on the home screen, right? The whole idea of behind overlapping windows on a Mac, if you think about it, like why are those windows overlapping? Well, because they're floating. Okay, why are they floating? Because you can see your desktop underneath. And why is that useful? Well, because you can drop stuff on your desktop and you can drag it back in, in a window. Like that's the whole idea, right? The windows are overlapping on your desk. On your desk, you place your stuff. And if you want, you can drag and drop your stuff in between windows. And on the iPad, you have the overlapping windows, but they're they're floating on nothing. Like they're, they're just there. They blur the background and the home screen has no say in it. And so I think that would be a waste to keep it like that. I think there should be maybe files and documents, maybe uh, interactive widgets, maybe the app library, anything like you. Uh, like I'm not a UI designer. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I, what am I even saying at the moment. I'm just you know, <laughs> what I know is what what we miss. But how to do it? Well, I guess that's why we give our money to Apple, right? <laughs> because it's yeah. their job to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just is it so hard to just get like what? And there's not a lot of good that an Android tablet can do because they're so kind of behind the times. But like, there are things that. <laughs> that it can do that are very well, like, you know, a lot of customization, a lot of floating windows, and even a Surface tablet, um, you know, basically just runs full Windows. So my question is, should we just get Mac OS on it? Yes or no? What do you think? I'm going to say no. Okay. But I will will be honest. Uh, There were times this summer when, when Stage Manager was really buggy. And it was always crashing for me. Thankfully, that's not the case anymore. But I had my moments of weakness when I thought, you know what? Let's just, what if I could use macOS on this? Like, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. And now, like, I still don't think macOS would feel as nice in tablet mode as iPadOS does. Like, when you're holding the iPad, like, that's the, the, the key thing for me. That the iPad lets me choose, right? How I want to use it. It can be a tablet, it can be in portrait, it can be in landscape, or I can pair a keyboard and soon enough I will be able to plug in a monitor. But I can choose and I can switch between those modes. And when you use the iPad as a tablet, it's a very nice tablet, which is something that you cannot say about a Surface, for example, where, yeah, you can use it as a tablet, but Windows is still very much optimized for a pointer and desktop mode so i don't i just don't want apple to lose track of that like but at that point the question becomes what can happen more quickly ipad os to you know becomes as flexible for power users as mac os or mac os becomes optimized for tablet mode and i see you're nodding there (laughs) yeah it's it's that one I'm not I mean, an engineer, I'm not a designer, I'm not, you know, I do not develop anything. But my hunch is it's got to be easier to be able to mm-hmm. make macOS fit the constraints of a smaller screen, which they already do, and make it work in that way 
uh, as opposed to just redesigning an entire operating system and making it as good hmm. as, you know, because this wasn't the point. They never wanted it to be like this, but people wanted it to be like this. So they're they're giving us what we want without giving us what we want. And it's incredibly hmm. frustrating. And, uh, you know, when I look at the thing like the Surface tablets, they have a tablet mode, even though it's, I don't know, it's not good, but they have a tablet mode. And then they have full-on Windows 10 or 11, whatever we're on now. And, I mean... Why can't we just do that at the very least? Why can't I just switch from regular iPad OS so you can keep on developing and and innovating for tablet OS or I'm sorry, I just called it tablet OS, iPad OS and then give me Mac OS when I want it, you know, if I want to hop on Final Cut Pro on the airplane and use it on an iPad, like why can't I do those two things? I feel like you could do that easy easily rather than trying to make iPad OS work when it hasn't yet. Mhm. No, I mean I, 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 yeah, I get it. Like, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and I think realistically, you also got to ask yourself the question, like very clearly and very publicly for the past few years, Apple has been making iPadOS and macOS more consistent with each other. Mm -hmm. And you see this feature, like, I mean, take a look at stage manager. It's literally the same feature launching on two separate operating systems. And from a, fr from an economical perspective, like, you got to ask, how can we possibly continue making the same thing twice? It's like, imagine, imagine that, you know, you have a family and you got to cook dinner, but imagine cooking dinner separately for each member of your family. Like you cook dinner for one and then you wash all your dishes and then you cook the same dinner again for another person. And, at, and each time you, you do the whole thing from scratch and you wash the dishes and then you start over. That's kind of like what they've been doing with iPadOS and macOS. They're launching the same features, but separately. And you got to ask, how long can this go? Like, can it continue for, let's say, 10 years from now? Do we imagine iPadOS and macOS still be separate? And if you asked me five years ago, I would have said, ah, absolutely, they're going to keep them separate. But given what they've been doing for the past few years, you know, the design of Big Sure comes to mind. Um, you know, iPad gaining, you know, uh, Finder-like features in files, shortcuts on the Mac, stage manager in both places, external display support, keyboard shortcuts. Like, there's this very obvious continuum between iPadOS and macOS. How realistic. And I, I mean, that's not to mention, of course, Mac Catalyst, right? <laughs> you literally have a technology to build an iPad app and run it on macOS. How long can you continue making two versions of the same thing? I think it's a fair question. Hartley? No, I, I think this is, this is the big question for Apple's platforms going forward. Um, I think that my, I've talked about this before, my my solution that I would like to see happen is the idea of a scalable OS that fundamentally changes depending on the display size and whether the user is wanting a, a pro experience or a more uh, simplistic experience. But I don't see how, especially when we're getting into the territory of larger iPads, which are now rumored, you know, we're, we're expecting to see iPads next year, perhaps in 14 and 16 inch sizes, and also in the not too distant future, foldable iPads, um, which mm -hmm. will have both small and large display areas. Um, and then when you think about things like the iPad mini that don't run, run stage manager, um, at some point there's got to be a system of scaling to get between these different display sizes. Um, 
it, it seems like a an inevitability. Um, but I almost I also find it hard to believe that Apple will use macOS in that way. And if they do, I sort of believe it will be a stopgap because macOS is so old, it's built on such old technologies and the iPad is so well optimized and so nimble by comparison. Um, but that was going to make a lot of uh, Mac fans very yeah. unhappy. So this, this must yeah. be the, the, the ongoing debate. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we can only comment on the things we see right now. We don't have the benefit of looking into the future as, you know, as, as a manager at Apple can do because they know what they're working on for the next two, three, five years maybe. Um, but one possible theory could be what well, we were just discussing. Why are you making the same things twice for iPadOS and for macOS? And maybe if you look, you know, big picture, take a look at what's coming up in the next five years, maybe, I think it's realistic, uh, a folding tablet. Well, maybe the answer is they care so much about having this consistency when going from iPadOS to macOS, because maybe at some point the same device will run both. When it's folded, it'll run iPadOS and it'll be like an iPad mini. And when you physically open it up, it'll be macOS and you will have that consistency, right? You will see, oh, stage manager, you know, I, I know it from the small display. It's also on the big display. Files becomes Finder, you know, customizable toolbars. Like that consistency pays off when you are literally moving on the same device from one environment to another. Maybe that's, that's why they care so much. Or the simple answer is they're just going to merge them eventually. But I think it's more, I think, a decade ago, I would have said that's a terrible idea. But given where we are right now, I think it's more realistic than ever to expect that at some point. I don't think I can honestly answer the question. Do you think it'll always like, do you think they'll keep them separate forever? And honestly, I cannot say yes right now because I don't, I don't think it's realistic to expect iPadOS and macOS to be forever separate. At some point, something's got to give. I think, and maybe the folding tablets will be the reason why Apple for the past five years has been working so hard on making things consistent, maybe. All right, we have five, nope, we have four minutes left, and I want to briefly touch on the new iPads because they just came out yesterday. Um, and honestly, there's really two things, in my opinion, that are worth talking about, and that's the Apple Pencil hover feature and the cool smart or magic keyboard folio that we cannot have on an iPad Pro, but we can have on a device that most people probably won't be using it in the way that others would want uh, to use this with that folio and the keyboard. You know, I just don't think a lot of people care about having a keyboard for that type of iPad specifically, uh, but it is nice to have. But it's a really good product, and I wish we could have that for the iPad Pro. So let's start with that. Your thoughts? Have you used it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the keyboard is very nice. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you, you have a function row and you have a taller trackpad. Um, I think it comes down to whether you like kickstands or not. Uh, there are some people that are very vocal about disliking kickstands. I personally love kickstands. Uh, I think I, I love the adjustable angle. I love yeah. the... Uh, you know, you gotta have a desk. You gotta, you gotta have a table. They're not as optimal for lap usage as a Magic Keyboard. In the right conditions, I really like the flexibility of it. And what I also like is 
with this design, you can detach the keyboard, just use the iPad with the back cover and the kickstand. Um, I've actually been using it like holding the kickstand in my hands like a giant pop socket, mm -hmm. which is kind of funny and it looks yeah. a bit ridiculous, but it's, it's totally something you can do. And uh, yeah, overall, I like it, but it's weird that they have done this accessory just for this iPad right? <laughs> and it doesn't work with anything else. Like, I like it, but it's weird. Yes. That's where I'm getting at, too. I just, I don't understand why they put all these things that would have been nice to have for the iPad Pro on an iPad that probably deserves it the least next to the iPad mm -hmm. mini. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the next thing is Apple Pencil hover feature. Now, you use your iPad on a regular basis as your main device. Do you think this is something that you could use? Like, do you draw a lot? I, I don't, so I don't know. No. Okay. So, like, no. do you think you'd use your Apple Pencil more because of the hover feature as, like, kind of a way to interact with the iPad? or? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, that's what I've been doing for the past week. And I thought, oh, maybe this is just a gimmick because it's a novelty and it'll wear off in a few days. And it still hasn't. So maybe there's something there. Uh, I've been using it as a, as a pointing device, basically, mm -hmm. in touch mode. Because in, in touch mode, when you're just using the iPad as a tablet, so outside of the Magic Keyboard, you don't have hover functionalities, right? Uh, if you're just using your finger. Uh, but with Pencil Hover, now you do. So I've been using it as, a, as an addition to, to, to touch, to multi-touch. And uh, it's been working very nicely so far, and it helps that the pencil attaches to the iPad, so you can always carry it with you. Now, a week is probably still not enough like i literally got it uh, last thursday as we're recording this and um but i can tell you in a week still hasn't worn off that sense of oh it's cool to use a pencil right. and you know as a as a pointing device will it you know will i eventually abandon it maybe i don't know but so far it's not just cool it's also very convenient i can tell you that Hartley, any thoughts on those two features? Well, one product, uh, one feature. Well, I think for me, I I think that the reason why this keyboard emerged on the entry-level iPad and on the Pros is because I think they've made the evaluation that being able to use the iPad on your lap is a Pro feature, ultimately. And they know they can't do both. They can't offer both the, the lap functionality and the kickstand but it's functionality. Not good. It's still not good on your lap. Like the Magic Keyboard is still not good. It's better. Yeah, it's definitely like I, I, I mean, think... the kickstand's unusable on your lap, but at the 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 Magic Keyboard's still not great. It still feels very squished and crammed, and especially if you have a smaller iPad. I mean, forget it. It's just hard. But I don't know. I think that's what I'd like to see is the Magic Keyboard for the iPad Pro just iterated on. I think it's definitely yeah. the, the iPad keyboards are in a much better state than they were years ago. But we need some bigger trackpads, we need function keys, um, and we need some method like a, a kickstand. I mean, maybe the kickstand should be built into the iPad itself. I don't know. Maybe that's a controversial, Ooh. controversial idea. Mm -hmm. But um, I like that idea. I, iPad Surface Pro, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially if iPads are going portrait, uh, go, are going landscape now. To me, that would uh, maybe make some sense. That whole and controversy. Hover, <laughs> Hover has also interested me. Um, it, just seeing how um, well it is used throughout the system and just how it really functions like a cursor, which I don't think I was really expecting when I first saw this explained. I thought, oh, it's just for illustration apps. It won't be that useful. But now um, it's not going to make me buy a new iPad Pro, but 
I think I will look forward to using it when mm. I do buy a new one. Um, it's a nice little feature to have, I think. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up there. Federico, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything oh, you, you want to uh, you want to plug here? I know everybody reads your stuff and listens to everything, but you know, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and plug your stuff, anyways. I mean, uh, MacStories.net. You can go there and see all the things that we do. Uh, AppStories.net is is the podcast that I do each week with John. We talk about apps and you know iPad, iPhone, Mac, and you know that kind of stuff. So those two places are are great you know you can find all the things we do at mac stories and app stories and you get a a pretty good summary of all the of all the things we cover uh, with the focus on apps and ipad and john uh, of course is more focused on mac and mac os yeah and follow him on twitter too there's some good content there you're going to want to check it out oh yeah there's a twitter mostly <laughs> it's usually mm-hmm. either work stuff or just uh, silly things and memes so that's hey, a, it's a pretty good balance there it's a good yeah it's a good work meme balance i mean I like it's it. like, as as long as Twitter lasts, right? We don't know what's gonna happen Blech. there. So <laughs> enjoy it, enjoy it yeah. while we have it. I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can't always have nice things. I've realized it was nice yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. Nice. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode.